Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Spa Strong Podcast. I'm Royal. I'm Melissa. And this is episode 13. And hey. we are excited. We're excited. And we will be discussing a lot today. Yeah, we have, uh, first of all, we have an announcement to make. Woo woo. Next weekend, which is the weekend of leap year, February 29th, we are launching three new online courses. They are Mastering Consultations, Spa Policies Essentials, and Sexually Inappropriate Behavior. These are courses that we've been working on for a little while now. A long ass time. Let's be real here. <laughs> a long time. Well, and there's some that I, not I, we have wanted to put out for a while, but um, I kind of slowed us down a little bit, I think. No, it's just, it took a lot of, it just took a lot of thought. Like, so we have about 21 more courses we're going to make. Yeah. So that's going to keep us nice and busy. But we wanted to get the first three out to you guys as soon as possible. So not only do you have the book, Boundaries and Aesthetics, do you have the client intake forms? Do you have the Boundaries and Aesthetics PDF also? What? Why would you need both the book and the PDF? It's the same thing. I know. Melissa, just because they could do whatever they want to do. That's true. You need both. Everybody needs both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're excited and we want you to be able to, be able to have these courses. So no excuses. No excuses for being successful. Yeah. Because we're supplying you with everything that you need, man. We got you, yeah. our SDs. So, um, like I said, mastering consultations, spa policy essentials, and sexually inappropriate behavior. These are three that I think are so, so important. Uh, of course, ma- mastering consultations and spa policies, those are probably some that you would expect to be getting from kind of a spa education slash mentorship company like well spa strong is kind of one of its own but um the uh the sexually inappropriate behavior one is something that's a little bit different but we feel that it is extremely applicable and vital to every esthetician because you don't know who is walking through your door you don't know what intention anyone has, including people you work with every day, managers, coworkers. And again, we're, we never want to talk about safety in a way that makes you feel like you need to be afraid all the time. That is the exact opposite of what we are wanting to accomplish here at SpaStrong. In, instead, what we want is for you to feel prepared so that you don't have to live in fear and you don't have to constantly worry about a client hitting on you or a coworker or being sexually harassed or being a um, you know involved in a sex crime or something like that. Because if you have a plan, then you're more likely to be able to nip those situations in the bud or hopefully come out of them okay. We're not guaranteeing anything because you can be a black belt in jujitsu, a self-defense master, and still become a victim of a crime or a victim of sexual harassment or sexual assault. But the odds are much more in your favor, favor, in your favor, if you have some kind of a plan, if you have some kind of a training. So that is what we're trying to accomplish. And that's why we wanted to have this course because we've got I mean, I have personally had situations that have happened to me that um, if you've read the book, you've heard about them, or if you enroll in the Sexually Inappropriate Behavior course, you'll hear about it more. 
But then also we've had tons of estheticians message us about harassment, assaults. Too many for comfort, man. I know. Like it's it's a lot. It's so sad. It's, it happens so frequently. And so the key is for us to like, you know, you have to be prepared. And so our biggest thing is, is to hit you with this training so you won't be a deer in headlights. So you won't okay. freeze. That's the biggest thing. And just to be able to react. So um, to be proactive, not reactive. Exactly. You know? Like I know for me with um, the situation that I was in, if I had just had a plan it never would have happened. If I had just known that I was allowed to be like, hey, that's not okay. You need to stop what you're doing. Then it would have saved me so much stress, so much anxiety, so much fear, so much confusion and shame and tons of things that I went through because of that experience. But I mean, knowing what I know now, I'm like, oh my gosh, it would have been so easy for me to avoid all of that if I had just known how to set those boundaries, how to open my mouth and stop the situation. So that's what we want to do for you. We want you to have a plan. We want you to know that it's okay to say no and set those boundaries with clients, coworkers, vendors, whoever. I think these courses are going to shake some shit up around here. <laughs> I really do. Because there's, I, I haven't heard of any courses like ours. No, I haven't either. Especially the sexual inappropriate behavior. Yeah. So I think not only are all our courses, but this Spa Strong, I mean us as Spa Strong, we're going to sh- shake some shit up, which yeah. is awesome. We just, we care so much about y'all. And I hope that you can feel that. I hope you can feel how much we love y'all, how much we want to help you not only be successful in your business, but also enjoy longevity. And we want you to thrive. We want you to be healthy. We want you to be safe. We want you to feel empowered, not just as estheticians or beauty professionals, but also as human beings. And so... We think long and hard about y'all. We read every message you send, every email, every comment, and we want to know how we can help you, how we can be there for you. So please let us know if we're on the right track. Let us know if there's something that you are curious about, concerned about. You know, we want to address your needs when it comes to these topics of empowerment, boundaries, balance, health, and safety. So we love y'all. Yeah. We hope you can feel that from us and we hope that you can feel that from taking these courses and the future courses that we have planned as well. Awesome. Yay. So now let's get to the real discussion the, of the day. The meat and potatoes. Yes. Um. So I just finished reading a book that I talk about in I think a couple of the episodes, but um, this book is called Millionaire Success Habits and it was written by Dean Graziosi. I don't know if y'all have heard of him before, but he is excellent. And I read it too. You, I read two, yeah, like two chapters. You read two chapters of it. I was yeah. very proud of and you. It was very good because I'm not a reader. I am a listener. Yes. Audio, books, podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. But he read two chapters. Hey, give it up for your boy. Which we're going to talk about one of them um, right now. But um, I firmly believe that... The more, like, if there's a certain lifestyle that you want, you need to expose yourself to the people who are living that lifestyle. So if you want to be a millionaire, look at what the ethical millionaires have done. Or if you want to have a ginormous, ginormous spa, then 
look at what the people who have ginormous, ginormous spas have done. Um, you're, you're not going to change your situation unless you're willing to make, like literally make changes and act. And um, sometimes we don't know how to act until we see it from somebody else who has what we want. So that's why I read these kinds of books. I love them. And there's a particular chapter in this book that's called The Power of Happiness. So it talks about 10 happiness habits that everyone should implement in their lives. Um, I don't think that we're going to have time to go over all 10, but we pulled out four in particular that we want to share with y'all that we think are really, really important. So the first one is habit number one. Define what happiness looks and feels like to you. This is something that I personally feel really strongly about because I don't know about y'all, but I kind of grew up as a people pleaser. And would pe when people would say things to me like, oh, this is what you should do, or this is what you should want, or these should be your goals. I was like, oh, okay. If, if you say so, authority figure in my life, if that's what you think is best for me, then I guess that's what's best for me. So I guess that's what I'm going to work toward. And it wasn't until I was an adult, like in my 20s, that I finally gave myself permission to evaluate my life and realize that I, in my heart of hearts, didn't necessarily want the things that I was told I should want. I didn't necessarily believe in that happiness that everybody said, like, this is the definition of happiness. This is what happiness looks like. This is what true happiness is. And I realized that my vision of that was different from the communities in which I grew up. I think that um, that goes for a lot of people mm -hmm. also, because when you're a kid and as you grow up, it's um, you really don't think for yourself a lot of times. Yeah. You just do what people around you do. Like, for example, if you grew up and your dad is a Giants fan. From two years old, you're going to be a Giants fan. Mm -hmm. You just, you, you know, you really haven't had the, the time and the, the, the opportunity yeah, the opportunity to think for yourself. So I think as you get older, I think that's when it really kicks in for a lot of people. Realizing that, you know what? What is right to you isn't right to me. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily that it isn't right, but that doesn't make me happy. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think for a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people can relate to that because that's usually a thing. When your mind's like when you get older and your mind starts going and all these thoughts start coming in your head about who you should be, what makes you happy, you know. So yeah, yeah. you're not alone. Do you feel like that's something that you relate to on any level yeah. personally? Um Yeah, man, for a long time I was just real big on kind of just wanting to please people. Mm. And that's 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 weird coming from me. But like I I say it changed around when I got into college, mm -hmm. but like 16, 15, 14, 13, um, I just wanted to, I wouldn't say I was a follower, but I wasn't the best leader if I was one, mm -hmm. you know? And um, yeah, I just did what other people, you know, what people think is cool, I think it's cool. What other people thought um, felt right to them. I was like, oh yeah, that feels right, you know? It, it's, it's, it's not immoral mm -hmm. that's the correct term right mm -hmm. yeah it's not immoral so it must be it must be right yeah but as you get older and your priorities change and um you see what your life is really supposed to be like mm -hmm. and what your purpose is mm -hmm. and what gets your wheels turning i think that's when you realize um 
that, yeah, you need to do what makes you happy. Yeah, what lights you on fire, what makes you feel connected and empowered. And um, I think that there's nothing wrong with, you know, having similarities with people or if somebody's like, oh, I'm really into this. What do you think of it? I mean, maybe you don't have an opinion of it. So you're like, I don't know. I mean, I'm down. I'm, I'm cool. Let's try it. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Like you don't have to have a hell yes or hell no opinion about everything in the entire world. So it's okay to give something a shot. Like if there's somebody that you're dating, for example, and they're really into rock climbing and you've never rock climbed before ever in your life and it wasn't something you're interested in, there's, there's nothing wrong with being like, okay, cool. I'll try it. I mean, he or she likes it. And so why not? And then if you decide that you actually enjoy it, great. You learn something new about yourself. It's different when you actually aren't interested in rock climbing. You don't find any joy in it, but you do it because of that other person, because then you're just in that people pleaser situation. Exactly. And you're stuck and you're not being true to yourself and being authentic in that relationship, but you're also kind of doling yourself and not giving yourself the opportunity to not only find what you're really interested in, but also show your true colors and be like, hey, I know you like rock climbing, but I'm actually really into ice skating. So instead of rock climbing this weekend, how about we go ice skating? I know you haven't done it before, but I'd love to teach you. And bring more of yourself into that relationship instead of just taking on the personality or the habits of whoever it is that you're with. So how does this apply to aesthetics? (laughs) Um, I think for me, one thing that I have talked about a little bit is that toward the um, maturity of my career, like before the car accident, I started really realizing what type of business made me happy in this And what I mean by that is obviously it was a spa, like my spa studio, my aesthetics business, but I realized that I wasn't happy and fulfilled with working all day, every single day. I wasn't happy and fulfilled with offering every single service there was out there. I wasn't happy and fulfilled with like, I don't know, um, scrolling through social media and seeing how everybody else was doing their business and worrying like, oh, maybe I should do this or maybe I should do that. Maybe I should try this. Maybe I should try that. And jumping kind of from this idea to that idea, following the crowd. So that was that was hard for me to admit to myself because, you know, as estheticians, there's this sense of like, oh, I need to be fully booked. And I talked about this a little bit in an IGTV video from this past week, but you know, we think, oh, I've got to work at least 40 hours and I ha- I'm not a true esthetician unless I'm exhausted all the time and my hands are always sore and I'm booked back to back and I've got a two-month waiting list and blah, 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 blah. And then on top of that, I've got to be able to offer hydrofacials and brow waxing and microblading and um, lash extensions and lash lifts. And I also need to be able to do chemical pills and microdermabrasion and uh, microneedling and microcurrent and high frequency and vampire facials and the list could go on and on and on. That sounds like you turn yourself into a to a jack of all trades but master of none. Yeah. Yeah, and that I really 
um, was bothered by that. And that's something that I used to ask myself a lot. Like I have so many things on my menu. Am I a jack of all trades, but master of none? I'm like, well, I'm a, I'm a master esthetician. But as Malcolm Gladwell says, you have to have 10,000 hours of doing something, of practicing something until you really master that activity or that skill. And so with me spreading myself so thin, working so many hours and doing so many different treatments and not giving myself the opportunity to really hone in on my unique craft, like I was hurting my business more than actually benefiting it. And it was so crazy because once I stopped and I was like, listen, I'm taking this off my menu. I'm taking that off my menu. I'm cutting back these hours. So by doing so, I'm going to have to let go of these clients and I'm okay with that. Then that's when my business really started to thrive. That's when I had confidence in raising my prices to where they should have been. That's when I had confidence in creating like a huge marketing program that I was honestly just about to launch right before my car accident. I mean, I had so many things that suddenly just opened up for me that my business was growing. I was excited. I was like, okay, I'm ready to go to LA and start opening a business there and, or open a location there. And then I'm going to hire employees and do all this stuff. But it wasn't until I stopped and really evaluated and asked myself, Melissa, what do you actually want as an esthetician? Don't worry about what all these other estheticians are doing. Don't worry about what your classmates or the esthetician down the hall or anybody else is doing. Get off social media and find your true happiness within your career. And oh my gosh, it just, my business grew so much. And I that also brings up another point that there isn't a right and wrong in every situation, sometimes there are just different. Like just because one esthetician chooses to use a Groupon to get her marketing out doesn't mean that that was right or wrong. Maybe that was just, it just worked for her. That's how she wanted to do her business because of what other whatever circumstances are going on in her life. So I don't want y'all to fixate so much on this is right, this is wrong, is this right, is this wrong, What'll happen? What won't? And first of all, before I carry on, does that? Do you have anything else you want to add to happiness? No, I think that wraps it up. Let's go into overthinking. Yeah, stop overthinking is such a huge problem for I think so many of us, and I think it comes from comparison. I think it comes from fear of failure. Um, I think it comes on from you know, feelings of shame and inadequacy and, oh my gosh. Overthinking can ruin everything you're working towards. Yeah, it really can because you you stop making progress. Because you stop making progress. Like, you may have great ideas and you think, okay, I am going to do this with my spot. I just got my aesthetics license. I passed my state board. It's wonderful. Okay, so now I'm going to open up my own spot or I'm going to go and get this great job at a wonderful medical spot. I'm going to apply to all of the good ones in my town and it's going to be awesome. But then you start thinking about the little details that don't really matter. You're like, oh, okay. So um, if I'm going to have my resume 
uh, I better pick the perfect template and I need to have the right font and should I put a picture on it or should I not put a picture on it? Um, should I apply online or should I drop it off? Should I call? Should I not call? What if I get an interview? What am I going to say at the interview? Okay, maybe I should start review reviewing like interview questions and um, okay, well, if I'm going to go to an interview, then I have to have the right thing to wear. Uh, I don't have anything. I'm going to go to the mall. And do you see how you just accomplish nothing in that? I mean, yes, you went to the mall, but a lot of us maybe have a tendency to, if we stress about things, then we comfort ourselves by going and spending, right? Or we comfort ourselves by um, getting lost in a bubble bath, or we comfort ourselves by eating food that isn't good for us, you know, or different things. And my, my point is that we are so concerned with doing things perfectly and making the right choice that we experience paralysis by overanalysis and we freeze ourselves or we, oh, what is the word where you like deflect or you avoid, I guess, avoid the actual, um, situation at hand and the need to act by being like, oh, well, I, I'm just going to go and do this instead and tell yourself that it's is applicable and that it matters and that it's going to move you towards your goals, but it's probably not. This sounds like your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on this one personally. Hi, my name is Melissa. I'm an overthinker. <laughs> First step is admitting you have a problem. I have a problem. But you've been doing great though. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. But that's kind of what I meant when we were talking about the launch. And I was like, I feel like I've kind of held us back because I overthink a little bit. And in some ways, it comes from a good place because we love y'all. And I want to make sure that anything we present to you is gold. Yes. Like chock full of value and easy to navigate and will be able to enrich your lives and your careers. But it also comes from a place of my personal insecurity, I think, and my need to be perfect, perfect, which but, it's not a need. It is a habit of thinking that I need to be perfect in order to be accepted. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because you can spend all this time overthinking and we never get it done. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's so many things to be distracted with. Like you may have great intentions and you're like, okay, I'm going to, you know, like we were saying, open my own spot. Um, so really, all you need to do is buy the equipment, advertise, perform a service. Boom. You've opened a spa. Or advertise to get clients, like get clients in your door and then perform the service. You've opened the spa. But we sit and we're like, okay, what product line should I use and which equipment? And I literally, when I opened my spa, I had a spreadsheet and I had spent hours and hours and hours looking at different steamers, looking at different towel warmers, comparing prices, making sure that I, I literally, the spreadsheet was by like item that I needed. So for example, steamers, and then it would be broken down into price and ratings. And then based on those things, then I would determine which one I should actually buy. 
But then once I decided the ones I wanted to buy from all of the different items that I needed, then I would go back and I'd be like, okay, but now how's my shipping going to be? So am I, do I need to change things around and buy from different vendors because now, do you see my brain y'all? I have like 9 million tabs open and it was total bullshit. It didn't matter. Just buy a damn steamer and get to work. So the hours and hours and hours that I spent over analyzing, I could have been making money, but I wasn't because I was so worried about these nitpicky little things. Branding, oh my gosh, how, what colors am I gonna use to represent my brand? And I mean, we we have very specific branding here at Spa Strong and I'm proud of it and it I think it looks great. It gives a good feel to our website and our Instagram and blah, blah. Y'all comment on it, thank you very much. But is that more important than the content itself? No. no. But we allow ourselves to get so wrapped up in... Shit that don't matter. Exactly. Exactly. And that was something that, like with the courses, for example, I feel like I did better with the courses. You did. Than um, I've done with other things that we've launched. Like... The webinar, I think, was like the worst one that I overanalyzed. The book, I just was like, this is what I want to say. I'm writing it right now. I locked myself in the bedroom for like a couple days and then came out with... Magic. The magic. Yeah. But um, but that was something that really spoke to my soul. And so the inspiration flowed. But I think with some other things that we've tried to do, like we tried to do a webinar last summer that it, it didn't go great to be honest. And we over, we meaning I overanalyzed and, um, I guess the, I'm kind of rambling here, but the point is look at whatever it is you want to do and decide what truly matters. And when I say what truly matters, I'm talking from a career sense, right? From a career perspective, what truly matters is you either providing a finding clients providing the service and or selling the product and making money. Those are like the three steps, right? So anything else you spend your time on should be feeding into those three steps to allow you to find the clients, provide the service, make the money. And of course, offer value, have a beautiful environment, let your personality shine, blah, blah, blah. But don't beat yourself up if those things aren't perfect right from the very beginning. Yeah. Brave is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. I mean, I would rather now, I feel like I'd rather be providing something than have it be perfect. So let's go to number four, focus on a positive outcome. Focusing on a positive outcome is very hard. This is Royal's weakness, by the way, minus perfectionism. Royals is... I'm a realist. That's what that is. You're not a realist. Okay. <laughs> you're a pessimist. It's fine. <laughs> um, and focusing on the positive outcome. I think no matter how hard anything gets, just that should be just a life. That should be a life motto, man. You have to look at the end goal. You have to look... Just be positive. Um, manifest it. Yeah. With positivity. So, yeah. I think that's the key. I... It is. Yeah, I think that can that can do a lot for you personally. Well, and I think, you know, Royal is getting so much better about this. This is something that he is – he's not naturally a positive outcome Be thinker. Be careful now. In, now hold what on you a second. saying about me now? Hold on a second. 
let me let me make this clear. If things are going good and easy and fine, then Royal is Mr. Positive, happy-go-lucky, things are great. But if there is resistance, then sometimes he struggles. No, then sometimes I tell the truth no. about what I think will happen. Okay, but... <laughs> See, I'm not admitting. No. First step is denial. I don't no, the first no, that's step. That's not the first admitting. step. Yeah, the first step is admitting. <laughs> but um no, I think that you kind of do have a tendency to panic a little bit, but you're growing and you're learning. And I think one hundred percent of the time that you've been like, This is gonna be a disaster, this is gonna go really bad, and I've told you, No, I think it's gonna be fine, and you're like, No, you don't know what you're talking about, it's gonna fail. It's turned out okay. <laughs> I think literally every time. I don't. I don't recall. I don't think you've ever been right I about. I, I don't recall about your negativity. <laughs> well, good. Let me keep being negative so things can keep going right. <laughs> no, I think be positive so that you don't have to give yourself an ulcer unnecessarily. This is true. But focusing on the positive outcome that is so important not only for your stress levels, your mood, but your confidence as well. You. I believe that your energy tells the universe or God or whatever you believe in that okay. that you're capable of getting through things, that you're capable of the rewards that you're working, not capable of, but like, I know a lot of people talk about the law of attraction and um, you, uh, if you view or imagine great things, then great things are going to come to you and blah, blah. And I do think that there's truth to that. I think you you get what you give. And so if you're giving off positive and good vibes, then positive and good vibes and good things will come to you. And even, you know, people can look at the same exact situation through a completely different lens. You know, the the glass is half full or the glass is half empty. It's the exact same glass. So choosing to have a positive perspective just makes such a huge difference in your life. And it brings you greater joy and it helps you feel more motivated to keep trying and push through things even when they don't go your way. So if this is something that is difficult for you, I don't know, Royal, do you have any tips for, for what? people trying to learn how to have a positive outcome since this is something that you're learning right now? Be positive. Just be positive. I'm gonna be I'm just straight up cold turkey with it, man. Listen, you just just it's it's an everyday struggle. When things get difficult Stay positive as much as you can. That's all you can really do. And um, have a person, have an, I've said it before in another episode, have an accountability buddy. Mm-hmm. Like if they catch you being negative when things, when the world hasn't blown up yet, mm-hmm. it's okay. Like give them the permission to, to tell you, do relax, man. It's okay. We're still here. The ground hasn't fallen from under you. You know, you still have a roof over your head. Like everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Stay positive. That's all you can do. That's all I can do. I'm not going to give you guys any advice that I don't take. So that's all I can do. You know, it's just, I think just choosing mindfulness and choosing to have control over your thoughts. And when you feel your thoughts going toward a negative place, stop yourself and just be like, nope, I'm not going to go there. I'm choosing to control my mindset. I'm choosing to look at this from as positive a lens as possible which is not always easy, especially when there's failure involved. So the last one that we want to talk about is don't be afraid to fail. Without failure, you will not succeed. There's not many things I can guarantee. 
but you will fail. But that's the road. I think being afraid to fail is is being afraid to learn, really. Um, yeah, you need all these roads. You need failure because you need all these rainy days because you won't be able to enjoy the sunny ones. That's just that's just a fact. You're going to have more no's in life than yeses. Mm-hmm. And a no, I'm not saying all no's are failures, but you get, you get what I'm saying. Like they're in the same you know, mm-hmm. po- conversation-ish. You yeah, know, we kind of, I think sometimes we put failure and rejection into the same boat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I think that's the key to, to success. Ask any successful spa owner. Ask any successful business person. Ask us. Mm-hmm. You're going to fail. Yeah. You, But it's awesome because we know what we're not doing again. Yes. Like, there's this thing I always say when we go to a restaurant. And... um all right. If you don't know, going off course, food is a big deal to me. <laughs> like you think food is a big deal to you, but no, it's like a big deal to me. Like, like so, like you think you like food, but you don't really like it. I like fucking food. I will just say that literally, I would say ninety five percent of the time that I ask Royal, "What you thinking about?" Food. It's food. Food. It's a big deal to me. When I go to restaurants and I just happen to get something that I don't like, um, it ruins my day. <laughs> <laughs> it it ruins my day and i think it's a failure yeah i think i failed as a man to look at that menu and choose something wisely but i always say this one thing it's always good to know what i'm not going to get again mm-hmm. and i think it's the same thing as anything else it's always good to know what you're not going to do again mm-hmm. what mistakes you don't need to make yeah yeah, yeah i feel like you can take an easy road. And this is a way that I kind of lived my life before growing up. Well, growing up mentally. I mean, I was an adult, but uh, I knew what I was good at. I knew what I could do perfectly, so to speak. And those were the things that I did. I never had any like real failures in my life. And yes, I could walk around and be like, oh, I'm successful in the sense that I don't fail. But I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't satisfied. I didn't feel empowered. I wasn't living my goals. I wasn't living my dreams. I wasn't doing anything that brought value into my life because I was so caught up in not failing and taking the safe road all the time. And so I wasn't truly happy with anything that I was doing. And it wasn't until I gave myself permission to start trying things and failing and learning, that's when my world and my career and my relationship and like everything opened up. I mean, I, I don't know. I've, I firmly believe that I had to experience some very specific personal growth before I was at a point where I could have Royal in my life. Like, because I, I was so caught up in this life of like, Oh, I've got to be perfect and I've got to do everything right. And I've got to, you know, that's, what success means. No, that is not what success means. And that is not what growth is. So when I finally like threw the rule book out the window and just said, okay, I'm going to try. And if I fail and if I get rejected, whatever, that's fine. I'll figure it out. That's when I started experiencing personal growth, career growth, met Royal, recognized his value and my life really took off. So I heard a quote Oh, I wish I could remember it exactly. But it said something along the lines of, if you aren't failing, you aren't trying hard enough. 
think about that a little bit. If you aren't making some kind of mistake, then yeah, you're stuck in that safe zone. You're not thinking outside of the box. You're not trying something new that could potentially propel you forward in your career or in your personal life. Um, You've got to stop seeing failure as this horrible thing. Sarah Blakely, who is the CEO of Spanx, thanks girl, uh, she talked about how when she was a kid, her dad, around the dinner table every night, her dad would be like, okay, kids, how did you fail today? Let's hear about it. Because he taught them that failing isn't a negative. Failing means that you're trying, you're learning, you're discovering something new. And that's so important in this world where we need creativity, we need connection, we need to put ourselves out there and have vulnerability in order to experience better things. But if we're afraid of failure, then we can't have those positive experiences and we can't have those impactful opportunities to learn how we don't want to do things in the future, what didn't work, so that then we can accomplish what does work. I love how you said it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, babe. But yeah, so those are just, how many was that? Four? Four of the 10 that he talked about. This was such an awesome book. I highly, highly recommend it. We'll link it in the episode notes down below. But we just want y'all to have so much happiness, have so much success in your lives. And we want you to know that we're here for you. Yeah. Royal and Melissa from Spa Strong. Ooh, also, can I tell them the other thing? I don't, well, I don't know what you tell them. The other big thing? What's the big thing? We're going to be at ICSC in Vegas in June. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a booth, y'all. So everybody come to Vegas. Yeah, listen. Y'all need to come to Vegas. Damn booth was expensive. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Let's so, just be real here. So it was expensive as hell. And that ain't no that isn't a stunt or a flex on y'all. My pockets is hurting. Okay. <laughs> so y'all need to come see us. I want to take some pictures. I want to sign some goddamn autographs. Okay. Royal We're doing wants, this for y'all. Royal wants to be a celebrity. <laughs> We're doing this for y'all. But yeah, we we did do this for y'all because we want to connect with y'all. We want to meet you. We want to spend time with you, hear your stories and yeah, so if you're planning to come to No, they're I- coming. They planning, they're coming. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, y'all coming. <laughs> Royal so, expects to see you then. Yeah, you you'll be oh. here. Trust me. <laughs> come and see us at the Spa Strong booth. And uh we'll have more information for that booth number and everything as it gets closer. But yeah, we're so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited to see all of you guys. All of you. You <laughs> all of you are going. All of you. I will see all of you there. <laughs> If you're listening to your car, if you're in your car right now listening to this, I'm talking to you. Yeah. I'll see you there. Go home, pack, get ready for Vegas in June. Get ready. Okay. It's going to be a party. But um, but yeah, we just, like we said, we love y'all. We're so excited to be able to talk with y'all and have this podcast. If you're liking it, please leave us a review. Um, let us know what you're liking about it. Let us know what you need from us, share this podcast with your friends so that we can help empower more estheticians through boundaries, balance, health, and safety. If we haven't hit every esthetician in the world, then I'm not satisfied yet. How, how about that? I like that. I like that too. All right, let's find them. All help right. us find all the estes, y'all. Help us y'all. find them, you guys. We're a family here, so we'll talk to you soon. 
the next episode, we got somebody special for y'all. Yeah. I'm excited. We're I'm not excited. even going Yeah. Somebody special for y'all. So stay tuned. And yeah. Yeah. You'll hear from us later. Next Sunday. Bye. Bye.